Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2022. We are back for episode nine of the podcast. So the Grizzlies stayed in Utah over the weekend and will take on the Jazz for the second time in three days. We'll do a quick recap of that game on Friday before getting into the bets tonight. Obviously, the main thing here is the fact that John Morant's status is still up in the air. He's listed as questionable as of 15 hours ago by the Grizzlies' Twitter. Jake LaRavia is also listed as questionable, both with some kind of illness. So this will be a shorter episode considering these two teams played two days ago and there really not much has changed from a statistical standpoint that I can provide you guys. But the main news here is, is John Morant playing or is he not? So waiting on that news and then also waiting on some of the player props to update real quick but in the time being we'll go over the game from Friday night which from a neutral perspective was probably a very exciting game very fun watch definitely the best of that night but for me it was um and as a Grizzly fan as a better favoring the Grizzlies was a tough watch uh Grizzlies should have got that game completely covered out of the way gone home or gone back to the hotel rested up for tonight but ended up letting the Jazz stick around hit some important threes at the end of the game and Grizzlies ended up losing 123-124 so like I said Grizzlies went on a 15-0 run with four minutes left in the third went up 16 and then they were up five with less than four minutes to go in the game and just have to defend the three better and that's something that I've seen obviously a lot on Twitter people talking about the fact that just letting guys like Markinen, Olenek, Clarkson just knock down open threes and I said it in the last episode, I'll continue to say it, Um, my just overall dislike for the Utah Jazz and this team just continues to go up and up, nothing against the the guys on the roster, they're doing a great job considering that probably 28 of the 30 teams in the NBA didn't want these guys and that's the reason they're in Utah, Um, and this is like the third or fourth night that I've seen these guys, Clarkson, Marketing, Olenek, um, just knock down gut-punching shots, gut-punching moments, and I've experienced it pretty much every time because I keep trying to fade the Jazz. And tonight, I said I wasn't going to fade the Jazz anymore. I just didn't have a choice because they happened to play the Grizzlies. Um, Guys like this will definitely end up being traded at the trade deadline, and they're just playing their value up, which from a Utah perspective is smart because they'll get more in return for these guys. So I don't blame them for wanting to win games right now because in the long haul, they'll be fine. They'll still be in the race for Wembanyama. But you can't let guys like this, when they've continuously shown throughout this season and in that game that they can knock down big shots, knock down important shots um, at the end of the game, can't let them have open looks. And we saw just that. I mean, Tyus Jones on the Olenek three at the end just completely left him wide open, was baiting him to shoot that shot. And he hit two or three before that. So why they did that, I have no idea. But So Utah came up with a 124-123 win. As I said, they covered that plus four spread, taking them to four and three on the year against the spread. Grizzlies now two and four against the spread. Um, And Grizzlies, I mean, they ended up late game situation. No John Morant did the best they could. Obviously, Dylan Brooks made up for his poor pass at the end of the game that would have hopefully set up a game winning shot. Um, But then, you know, stole the three or sorry, stole the inbound, hit the three and kind of made up for it. But at the end of the day, Desmond Bain slips on that final play and wasn't able to get a shot off. So that's the game. Utah covered, as I just said. The over was absolutely crushed. Um, I was wrong there. I said under. I didn't think that these two teams would go back and forth to this extent, but 
The Jazz had three guys score 20-plus points. Grizzlies had two guys in the 30s. And then Tyus Jones had 23 and 10. So a lot of points in this game. Um, the game for tonight, the over-under, is exactly the same as it was when we covered this game on Friday. So it's at 231. We'll get to that in a second. But other bets that I made for this game, Desmond Bain, first basket. Those dreams ended very quickly. D- Dylan Brooks just basically got the ball and went straight for it. Wasn't messing around. Didn't even give us time to imagine the idea of Bain hitting a shot. Um, he I don't even think Bain touched the ball. So... Brooks went straight for it um, to start off his very aggressive night without John Morant. He hit that first basket, and then just to add injury to insult, um, Desmond Bain hit the second off a layup. So that didn't hit. That was one of the ones that was just more for fun, was more just to kind of take a shot at it, and didn't work out. Grizzlies team total, 115.5 was one that I was on, very high on. That hit. Grizzlies are going to score the basketball. I didn't. Th- I thought they would score a lot, but I didn't think the Jazz would score as much. But in the terms of the Grizzlies getting points, that hit with ease. Um, so they hit that 115.5, even without John Morant. And play of the game, which is now 6-0. I know I keep harping on it. I'm going to keep saying it just because I want to obviously market the podcast and the bets that I, I do place. Um, 6-0 of the night. That night was Grizzlies race to 20. Which was an absolute sweat. So as I predicted when I said race to 20 rather than race to 10, Utah get off to a hot start at the home at um, Vivint Arena in front of the home fans. They did just that. They actually were up 17-9. to Honestly, I was completely convinced it was over. Thought the uh, the bet died. And then next thing you know, Memphis goes on a 12-1 run to cash off a of Dylan Brooks three-pointer. Um, really the only positive of the night under the circumstances – I guess the Grizzlies, you know, without John Morant, were able to contend or hang with the Jazz, but they should be able to beat the Jazz considering the Jazz are supposed to be tanking. So that was the play of the night was Grizzlies race to 20. That hit. Now, since recording, I actually waited a bit. I took a break in the podcast waiting for more news to come out, try to get closer to the, the time of tip. So I apologize for the late podcast today. Um, I've got no more clarification on John Morant or LaRavia. What I did find out or what the Grizzlies put out was that Desmond Bain is now listed as questionable with a stiffness in his ankle. And now we're looking at Grizzlies. The line is currently minus two over under 230 for tonight. So that's the line going into tonight for the player props. And honestly, I'm going completely off the top of the the head now rather than research just because I don't really know what's going to happen in terms of um, who's playing and who's not. So it's best to just kind of live go over these, how I would look at it if I'm on DraftKings. So you have Grizzlies minus two over under 230. So Grizzlies minus two. If you have no Desmond Bain or John Morant, I got to like Utah here. I mean, Desmond Bain had 30 on his own or 32 on Friday. Now you're relying more on guys like, I mean, Dylan Brooks is going to have to score 50 points to really give the Grizzlies any kind of chance. Um I don't. Where is the scoring when 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 uh, Bain's out on top of Jaw and obviously Jaron Jackson and Zaire already not playing? So that's gonna be a tough lineup. Um, like I said before, no lines are out for any Grizzly players over under. It's a game time decision, which makes it very difficult for podcasts like this. I have all of the Utah lines out here, so we'll be able to go over some of that. But for any kind of Grizzly player, obviously we'll be unable to do that. So looking at some of the props for tonight. Some props that I like. I love Mike Conley over one and a half threes. 
He's shooting 37% from three so far. He's hit that mark in four games. He didn't get it against the Pelicans or Rockets in back-to-back nights. He got it in the first two games against the Nuggets. He hit three against the Timberwolves. He hit, no, sorry, against the Timberwolves, he hit three. Against the Nuggets, he hit two. Against the Rockets on the 26th, he hit three. And then the Nuggets, the last game he played, he hit four. So obviously didn't play, like I just said, on Friday. I think he'll be able to shoot the ball. Two threes seems relatively low for him. So you have Mike Conley over under one and a half threes is the line for him. So I love that. Honestly, should I make it my play of the game? Again, this is completely off the top. So a bit different than normal, but I'm going to wait on the play of the game because there's another one I do like. It is jazz leaning as well, which I've never had a jazz play of the game um, lean that way. So we'll see what happens there. But next play I, and this this is one that I'm hesitant to even say at the time just because of the players not knowing if they're in or out. I'm going to go the under 230. So I said under last game, obviously went way over anything that we either of us or anyone could have imagined. And we have had the over hit in the last 10 games between these two teams at Vivint Arena. So everything says over. I'm going to go under here, assuming that Bain or Jod does not play. I think if you have one of the two, under still safe. You have both. Scratch that. Scratch everything I've really said up to this point because I just it's very tough with those those players out considering they're two of the best backcourt players in the league altogether. Let alone just for the Grizzlies. So I'm going to go under there for the next play on the night. Then looking at some of the over under points for Jazz players because like I said we don't have any Grizzly players at Jordan Clarkson over 17 and a half. Kelly Olynyk over 13 and a half. Lori Markinen over 19 and a half. So I can tell you one thing right now, and I, I spoke about it earlier. Lori Markinen is one of the most frustrating players to watch as an opposition fan because this guy just makes tons of shots. He's averaging 21.4 points per game. He's only shooting – that blows my mind if I look at this. He's shooting 27.1% from three. It feels like this guy's shooting 40% plus, but he's currently – like I said, I had 23 points against the Grizzlies last time. He's at 19.5 right now. I like the over there for Laurie. I think he's been such a crucial part of what they've done up to this point. Seems confident, still only 25 years and years old. And he's going to be one of those guys that I think a lot of contenders or a lot of teams maybe on the fringe trying to make a move that could take them over the top will end up going after Laurie Markinen. So I like his over at 19.5. He should be able to get to 20. Mike Conley is at 12 and a half. I expected to make two threes. So you got to make up another seven points there. He's averaging 11 a game so far this season, playing about 30 minutes a night. I'm going to go over here. Obviously, he didn't play last game, playing against his former team, always wants to put on a show against them. Averaging 11 a night, as I said, um, I just think he gets the over. I don't know who's going to be really be guarding him. If we have a lot of Kennedy Chandler minutes, he should be able to just completely take advantage of his inexperience. So I'm going to go over 12 and a half for Mike Conley for the next play. So I know, like I said, I apologize for all the Utah plays, but with the injury situation that we have right now with the Grizzlies, there's nothing else we can do. Um, And I still want to give you guys plays that I think are good plays for the night and hopefully can, can win you guys some money. So you have the Utah Jazz team team total at over 114 and a half. Grizzlies again is at 115 and a half. So Utah again, Scored 124 points last game. A bunch of threes at the end of that game ended up being the reason for that. Grizzlies, without these star players, are really going to have to lock in on defense. 
make it more difficult for the Jazz because I do think if you get into a shootout with the Jazz, as I mentioned when I was talking about you know Dylan Brooks having to be the main main scorer on the floor, the Grizzlies are going to have to hold the Jazz to between 100 and 105 points to get a result in this game. So I like the under for Utah Jazz team total points. I think Taylor Jenkins will get the guys up to play good defense. Dylan Brooks, assuming he stays out of foul trouble, will spearhead the defense. And guys like Kennedy Chandler, Roddy on offense, I think they may be a bit uncomfortable just with the amount of load that they may have to take on in this situation. But I think defense is one of those things that it's a lot easier to just kind of focus in and and not let the moment get too big for you. So I'm going to go under 114.5 for the Utah Jazz team total. And then that also goes with my prediction for the under in the game. So that's where I'll go there. And then play of the game. So looking at the play of the game, trying to decide what the correct move is here without the Grizzly props, without really knowing what's going to go on. And I do think that the Utah Jazz will start well again. So the Utah Jazz first quarter money line is currently at plus 105. So you're getting positive money on the money line for the Jazz first quarter. They lost the first quarter 30-24 to last game after a hot start, cooled off. Grizzlies went on a bit of a run to cash that over a race to 20 and then eventually win the quarter. I like the Jazz here. I think with all the news of the Grizzly players being out, with the momentum, the fact that they feel like they can you know, catch another one against the Grizzlies, considering they just beat them two nights before, crowd should be in it like they were last time. I like the Utah Jazz plus 105 for my play of the day, play of the game. Hate doing that. Hate betting against the Grizzlies, but this is, you know, we're in it to make money or in it to make the appropriate bet for the night. So I don't want to get too caught up in the fandom. So I'm going to go Utah Jazz plus 105 there for the bet, play of the game. And that is going to kind of looking around at some of the other props that are listed right now. If there's any I like as well, I can tell you live as we go through it. Um, not much else I love. If you're looking at maybe some assist numbers, you have Mike Conley at five and a half. Been Mike Conley heavy, Grizzly legend. He's averaging 7.3 a game this season. He hasn't gotten anything below five. So at five and a half, I think there is good value there as well. And I think the Kennedy Chandler matchup, which I don't see who else would really have to step in. He played a decent amount of minutes in the last game. So I would expect to see a lot of Chandler tonight as well. I think Mike Conley should just be able to kind of get whatever he wants against someone so young. Um, So you got... 14 minutes of Chandler last game. I would expect that to go 20-plus this time around. So with Tyus Jones obviously starting, um, then you have Kennedy Chandler coming off the bench. And besides that, I mean, you're going to have to have Jones probably play some of those Bane minutes, kind of mix and match some things like you wouldn't love to do. So I'm going to go – I will go – I'll say Mike Conley over 5.5. So that's one as well that I would definitely look at if you're looking for – so that's about it for tonight. I appreciate the understanding and the I apologize for the kind of all over the place that this podcast was. It's just with the lines not being out and kind of waiting all day for the lines to come out with only more bad news coming out for the Grizzlies. It was hard to get this in in a way that you know is, a, is digestible and then I can still give you guys good information. So thank you all for continuing to follow along. Make sure to tonight follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets. I'll be live the whole night on Twitter live tweeting the plays, especially once we find out more about this injury news. I'll give you guys some live bets, talk about what I think is going on in the game, see if there's any value there that I can provide concerning the podcast. Did not have the normal number of bets that we would usually have. My personal Twitter, at ChaseBob at 9. 
That'll be more just Grizzly related rather than betting related. So make sure to check me out there. The Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter live tweets all the games as well. A lot of great content on the Twitter at all times at SBN Grizzlies. And then lastly, check out all the other podcasts on the podcast network exactly where you found this one. And all the written content, grizzlybearblues.com. We have a bunch of great stuff there as well. So I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for the support as always early on. We will be back at Portland on November 2nd. So that will be Wednesday. We'll be back for the Grizzlies at the Portland Trailblazers. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.